Hi, it's Phil Brown. I'm here with David Whelan, and today we're going to talk about the desktop search. Once you've put stuff on your computer or on your device, uh, that's great. You, even if you've got a great organizing system, you're going to spend time trying to get back to wherever it was. And the more information you store, uh, and in the more different places you store it, in the cloud, on your local computer, on your phone, uh, the bigger a challenge that becomes. LexisNexis has done some surveys in the past. Um, they're called workplace surveys, and you can find them on the web. They've done two. Uh, and one of the re recurrent themes about lawyers uh, is how much time they waste trying to find stuff that they know they've got, uh, but they just can't figure out where it's gone. Now, there's a, num a number of different ways to, to do these desktop searches. Um, often it's, it's as simple as starting with a little magnifying glass somewhere on your computer. That's right. The uh, the Windows search used to be terrible, and, and uh, people would do almost anything to avoid it, but it's really come along. So if you're on Windows 7 or Windows 8, uh, and you've turned on the indexing for your computer, um, it will go through and it will index all of the locations uh, where it thinks you're storing files. And if you are storing them in different places, you can add those so that all of those files then become easy to search uh, right from uh, what used to be the run bar. You just click on your Windows key and start typing and it will start to bring back uh, matching results. And you talked about indexing. Let's talk a little bit more about that. What happens if you don't turn on indexing? Well, if you don't turn on indexing, then it just looks at what it can find in the file system. So that's the file name, uh, the date it was created, basic sort of metadata about the document. But if you turn on the indexing, it will actually go in and look at the uh, contents of those documents and return that. And that can really make it much more more functional. And Windows in particular, you've got to go into the advanced uh, settings for the Windows search uh, and turn that on because otherwise it will just uh, default to indexing file names. And the um, you can also search for a particular type of file as well. Right. You can limit it to um, file type, um, size, uh, so you can look for really big files or really little files, PDFs versus Word documents, um, f files that were created or modified on a particular date. There are a lot of ways to do that. Uh, and you can do those sorts of searches from pretty much anywhere in Windows. And, and you can do it in Mac too, can you? You can do it in Mac as well. Mac has a function called Find, uh, and it has gotten better. It's, I don't know if it's particularly um, scalable or uh, changeable, but uh, you can do a few things. You can tweak it a little bit to uh, perform a batch search. You can uh, rename function. It has some other aspects built in, but you ha again, you have to go into the settings to change things around to get a different kind of search. The challenge with desktop search is that it is searching just your desktop. It's not searching your phone as well. It's not searching those files in the cloud. If you use Dropbox or Box or OneDrive um, and those files are synchronized to your local machine, then of course they will be picked up in that search. But if you're using other services that are in the cloud and you do a search on your local desktop, it won't necessarily find that. And I think that's one of the remaining challenges for desktop search. We're starting to see some of that integration happen so that uh, instead of just searching the file system and bringing back those documents that you've properly indexed, uh, you can actually search through your Outlook PST folder of stored emails. Um, and some applications, I think, are trying to start to bridge so that they will also search out onto the web. Or if they're web-based, uh, they'll search back down onto your uh, machine. But uh, I think we, we went through a high point of, of some of those things uh, cloud-based search, and most of those have disappeared now. And uh, so we're still sort of hunting around for the for the right answer. Now, there are some other tools that aren't, uh, it's not the Windows search, not the Mac find. There's some other tools out there that have been designed uh, that you can upload to your computer or, or uh, use in the cloud. 
Right. The, uh, the the interesting one has been to sort of see the pivot of some of these search tools. Like X1 is a really good example. X1 uh, is X1.com. Uh, and they were really a desktop search tool that's now become an e-discovery tool uh, because they are so heavily focused on search. Uh, Copernic is another one. It's like Copernicus without the us on the end. Um, and a lot of lawyers like that one, but uh, um, you, you should go for the paid version because the uh, free version is only for personal use. Um, and you need to also watch that some of these will have limitations on how large a document that they will index. And so um, if you've got X1 or Copernic or uh, some of these other tools, make sure that they're indexing the full body. Because if you've got a long brief, um, uh, it may not get all the way to the end of that document and find the, the match that you think uh, should be there. And, and X1 is also pushing some forensic tools as well for e-discovery to find social media searches and, and different searches on the internet. And uh, I mean, some of these tools are very scalable. Uh, they vary all over the map in terms of price. Right. One of the my favorites, and, I, and I'll plug it here just because it's free and it's it's open source, um, is called DocFetcher, D-O-C Fetcher. Um, and it's freely available on the web, but it'll give you a good idea of how this sort of thing works because it'll search over your local drive. It'll search over uh, your network drives inside your office. Um, and it can also search inside Outlook PST files all at once. It's not a very nice looking tool. <laughs> you can get nicer looking search tools for sure, but it'll get, at least give you a sense of um, whether there are more productive ways to look for files than merely browsing through your file structure or using the built-in uh, operating system searches. I like that some of the open source tools still have that MS-DOS feel to them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a little on the rough side. Um, now, you can also search on your mobile devices as well. Uh, I know that the uh, the Mac and iPhones, uh, they have iPads, they all have a built-in function where you essentially just pull your screen down towards the bottom. And uh, again, there's a magnifying glass. You can type in a search and it will search through your music. It will search through your emails. It will search through the web, any document that you've downloaded to your phone. Um, and I'm guessing Android and, and others have the same. Right. Android does for sure. They seem to be going through the same arc of challenges, which is uh, they're really good at finding things by the name of the file and not necessarily digging as far into the files themselves, but I'm sure that that will change, particularly uh, in, in the Android universe where you've got Google powering the operating system. I'm sure they're going to figure out a way to get search down to the, the nitty-gritty of the files, too. And a lot of those files uh, on your phone you can tag as well. Right. If it's an image, you can tag it. Uh, if it's a particular uh, file or a PDF or a document you've scanned into your phone, uh, those are also tagged. You can tag them as well to search them. Right. And we've talked about tagging on the file management podcast, but it really, uh, it can't be overstated. It may sound a little bit social media web 3.0 to you, but, um, adding that kind of information to the document, do, uh, words or, or uh, phrases that aren't actually in the document when you're creating or working with the document can make it so much easier when you're trying to retrieve it later on. And, and the whole idea of saving documents typically is, you know, you think at some point in time you may have to find them again. Right. So it just makes sense to, uh, Give yourself some memory aids along the way. Tie some strings to uh, to some posts uh, just to make that search a little easier later. And we use search so frequently on the web anyway that the more you can use it and more you can become used to using it as a tool uh, on your desktop or on your device, uh, the better you'll be at retrieving that information quickly. So I, I guess the key is find one uh, of these applications that works best for you uh, that's within the right price point, And don't forget to use uh, read the uh, 
terms of use and things like that so you know if they're selling your information that you've been searching for. Right. And then use it all the time. And you'll really find uh, that your comfort level with it as it goes up uh, will help you to find more information. Great. That's our look at the desktop search. Thanks, David. Thanks, Phil.